Sometimes when you don't have anybody around to remind you of that, you need to remind yourself of it. Because I tell you something, if you hadn't had some of them valley experiences yet, just keep living. It'll come. Because, you know, one thing that I've learned, and it's from God's Word, it tells us it's the trying of our faith. It's the testing. It's the stretching. It's the knocking the rough edges off. It's the... It's refining us. It's doing something. It's helping us to become more like Jesus. And we need to remember that. And we need to encourage one another and... Like I said already, when there's not anybody around to encourage you, you need to encourage yourself in the Lord. It's what it says in the book of Samuel. I'm not going to be in Luke 22, but in Luke 22, let me back up just a second. You know, we're, we're in the second Thursday of the new year. We talked about um, the old man passing away and all things becoming new. And we've got to let go of the past. And we've got to look to Jesus. We've got to look to the future. And we've got to remember why the windshield in your car is bigger than the rearview mirror. Because if you drive down the road looking backwards, there's a wreck coming. We've got to learn to keep our focus in this race that we're running and run with purpose and run with intent and run not as one that beats the air but run to win. Now early in this year I want us to remember and not forget we are in a battle. In Luke 22 the Lord Jesus told Peter these words. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Hunter, can I get rid of a little feedback? Uh, That he may sift you as wheat. Now replace Simon's name with your name. The devil desires to wreak Havoc in each and every one of our lives that will allow him to. And that's a key word, allow. There are other key words, and we're going to talk about a few of them, but we've got to recognize, remember, and walk in the fact that as a child of God, he's given me the plan and the tools to be able to walk out this life in victory Overcoming all the wiles of the devil, all of the tricks, all of the attacks, all of the ambushments. And I want you to recognize that when he said that Satan hath desired you to, to, that he may sift you as wheat. That speaks of a shaking, a grinding. How many of you remember those old flour sifters? Boy, you'd sit there and just whacka, 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 whacka. It can go in pretty big, come out pretty fine. I want to remind you of what God's Word says about the end times. It says that everything that can be shaken will be. Now, I'm not a gloom and doom nor a scare tactic 
preacher. But I want you to be mindful of the fact you have an enemy. And he has a plan. His plan is to defeat you. But you have a Savior and his plan is for you to walk in victory. For you to be a, not overcome but for you to overcome. And so while the devil would desire to sift us and to shake us and to try to create the havoc in our lives. We've got to remember that Christians aren't exempt from that. The Apostle Paul, one of the great Christians of all times. He said, when I would do good, evil is ever present. How many of y'all have found that out to be the case? I mean, temptation comes. You know, every six months or so when I'm getting ready to go to the doctor for my checkup, man, I get real good with my eating and doing all that stuff. And you can't tempt me with liver. I ain't fixing to sell out for that. But you can set one of them turtle pies up there or some of them hello dollies or man I discovered a new thing this week that Nutella oh, oh. That, that's, that's got to be at the last supper so keep in mind the devil who's more cunning than any beast of the field he knows how to come against you He's not going to come in an area where liver does, isn't attractive to you. Now I know there are people in here that love liver. You can be delivered from that. <laughs> but for those who don't like liver, it's not a temptation to you. So what is it that is your weakness? This is not confessional. You don't have to say it right now, but <laughs> recognize your areas of vulnerability and be on guard against that. Never forgetting from this day forward that you are a potential victim. That you are a target of the devil. And recognize the fact that this thing called life is for real and it's for keeps. There is a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. We can no longer just meander through life with case sirrah, sirrah. We've got to have purpose. We've got to have our eyes fixed upon Jesus. We've got to remember that there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Heaven, we can't even imagine the grandeur and how great it is. Nor can we imagine the horrific suffering of hell. It's more than a slang word or a word used in a joke. It's a literal place. God doesn't want anybody to go there. He said in his word, I would that none should perish, 
but that all would pass from death unto life. And he sets life out there for whosoever will to come. And he gives us the will, the free will, and the opportunity to choose life, not death. We've got to recognize that other than Jesus, I, me, you, we are the key players. We are the most relevant thing in the destiny that I will arrive at and the eternity that I will experience. Paul in Romans, he said, those things that I don't want to do are the things I find myself doing. Those things that I do want to do, I, I don't do. Anybody ever felt like that? Then he says, oh wretched man that I am. My spirit is willing, but my flesh is weak. I went over this some months ago. I, I, I just kind of breezed right through that word wretched, but... I've discovered the dictionary is a pretty cool thing. I'm, I'm learning a lot. I didn't know near as much as I thought I did, Marvin. That word wretched means, now here's Paul, oh wretched man that I am. Look it up. It means miserable, poor in quality. Man that I am. You see, he wasn't exempt from the pressures of life. He wasn't exempt from the trials and the things that you and I face. In fact, his was intensified much greater than what ours is. I've never been shipwrecked. I've never been three times beaten. 39 lashes, 40 less one. Whipped, beaten with rods. Go read and study the life of Paul. You've not yet been called upon to shed your blood. So, where I want to go tonight, if you'll turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 26. The Lord and his disciples had just celebrated the Passover meal. And then in verse 31, it says, Then Jesus said unto them, to his disciples, which is you and which is me, listen, then said Jesus unto them, All you shall be offended because of me this night for it is written I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad but after I am risen again I will go before you into Galilee and Peter answered and said unto him though all men shall be offended because of thee yet will I never be offended Jesus said unto him verily I say unto thee that this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise, don't miss this, likewise also said all the disciples. I'm sure we've made some type of statement similar to that in our walk with the Lord that others may fail you, but I won't. 
God's word cautions just for every man that thinks he stand, let him take heed lest he fall. See, we have to recognize that our sufficiency, our strength is in him, not in ourself. When we begin to think that we're all that, when we begin to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to, we're positioning ourselves for a big letdown. Ask Lucifer. He was the worship leader in heaven, but yet when he thought of himself as God, he and a third of the angels were booted out. Likewise, all said all of his disciples, Then cometh Jesus with them into a place called Gethsemane. And saith unto his disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. And he went a little farther, and fell on his face, and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto his disciples, and he findeth them asleep. Sounds like present day church. And he saith unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I'm not going to read the rest of this story. We all know how what the Lord told Peter would happen did happen. He denied him and before the cock crew he three times denied. All of the disciples scattered, forsook him. But what I want us to focus upon tonight is verse 41. He said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. There's a difference in being tempted and entering into that temptation. When that turtle pie sit out there, that's temptation. But when I begin to indulge, you ask me, I can eat a half a pie in one setting. When I begin to indulge, when I begin to partake, when I begin to yield to the temptation. Now, I was talking with Duke and Robin today, and Robin had a great revelation and great inspiration in that we were talking about, James says that God cannot be tempted with sin, neither tempteth he any man with evil, is really the word it uses. But then you go over to John, it says Jesus was baptized. Comes up, Spirit of the Lord descends in the form of a dove. Begins to walk away and John proclaims what? Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. The next verse says, Then was Jesus led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. 
that can cause some confusion. That can cause some, hmm. But I want you to recognize and embrace the fact that when Jesus arrived in the wilderness, 40 days of fasting and prayer, God did not tempt him with evil. He allowed him to be tempted. Who was doing the tempting? Satan. The devil. First thing he tempted him with was to comfort the flesh. See, Jesus had been fasting. And he says, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be turned to bread. I know you're hungry. I want you to recognize and embrace this in your life. The devil loves to tempt your flesh. In your flesh is no good thing. He will tempt through the eye gate, the ear gate. The mind is the devil's workshop, as you've heard it said. Maybe not scriptural, but the idle mind is the devil's workshop. And it's time that we bring captive thoughts. Scripture tells us that. If it's not of God, if it's not whatsoever things are pure and holy and of good report and just to, to think on this, if it's not aligning with God's word, don't entertain it. One of the worst things you can do is to allow yourself to entertain temptation. I was given a little book by Natalie Sliman and I was reading I cut a page well I ran a copy of it off and I want to read you this it talks about giving up and this actually was inspired by the Holy Spirit through this for me to share this message with you tonight temptation taunts and it tantalizes my total being at every turn it pulls at my wants and desires, trying to convince me that submitting just a little will be in my best interest. Besides, everybody's doing it, has it already, or will be getting it soon. I don't want to be left out. I walk into a store and immediately my mind is spinning in thoughts with thoughts of, I'd really love to have that. I sit down at my favorite restaurant and say, now what do I want tonight? I'm glued to the TV, almost chanting in unison with the commercials. Wouldn't I look great driving that new car? I hardly ever simply fulfill my needs because I'm so busy giving in to my wants. I tell myself that I don't really need it, that I need to save the money and put it to better use. Yet, I notice that I really enjoy the dance with temptation. And when I do persevere and stay in the straight and narrow for a while, I long for a new temptation to come and swing me around the dance floor one more time. Ask God to help you resist temptation. The Word of God says this very clearly. Submit yourself therefore unto the Lord. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. But you must be a submitted servant of God. You must be totally tuned in, turned on, sold out, not half-hearted, not double-minded, not lukewarm, not tossed to and fro 
with the circumstances of life, but being in it to win it. Setting your jaw, keeping your eyes focused, and persevering. And don't entertain the temptation. Get away from it. Don't put yourselves in positions to fail. Now I'm just going to get very real and candid with you. When I was a youth pastor, a long time ago, I used to warn the young people about putting themselves in a position to mess up. Because I don't care who you are. Young or old, man, woman, rich, poor, black, white, Hispanic. You put yourself in a position to fail enough times, you're going to fail. But by the same token, if you'll put yourself in a position to succeed and to overcome enough times and with consistency, guess what? You overcome and you succeed and those temptations come and like that, you're able to go move away from them because you are committed. Your focus is upon the Lord and greater is he that is in you than that temptation that is there. You're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, not because of you, but because of him. For if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, It'll quicken your mortal body. It'll empower you. It'll raise you up. It'll cause you to be able to do things that in and of yourself you could have never done before. Most people want to be delivered from temptation but would like for it to keep in touch. So here's what I want to leave you with. To be positioned for success this year. Verse 41. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. This is something that is done before the fact. Before the temptations come along. Before adversity surfaces. Before those trials come around. Watch. I looked it up. Again. It's helping my spelling. Watch means... A keeping awake in order to guard. Remember the Lord says, watch. So keep alert in order to guard. To guard what? Your thoughts, your actions, your speech, your flesh. Keep alert. Why be alert? Because there are ambushments coming. The devil knows how to set traps. And to disguise them very well. So keep watch. It says to be on the alert. Looking or waiting attentively with or for something. That's why the Lord said watch. That's why I started out this message not saying we can't just be meandering along. Que sarah, sarah. No, we need to be. If we're going to be spirit-filled Christians... Fill of the Spirit. Word says being led by the Spirit. We need to be sensitive to the Spirit. And use the discernment that God gives us. It's almost like a, a warning sign that goes, Be careful. Be careful. Danger. Trap. Potential mess up. Uh-oh. 
Don't turn your radio up when you hear that. Turn the radio off and begin to go, really? Where? Be alert. Be attentive. Watching. Recognizing that the devil is about to stick his head up with that temptation in front of you to give you opportunity to make a bad choice, to make a bad action. And none of you are exempt from it. Then he says, watch and pray. Prayer is simply communication with God, talking to him. One of the, one of the definitions that I read is, says it's a humble, fervent request of God. So in our prayers to God about our walk, about our journey, about success, we should be humbly and fervently asking God for help. Help in the way of strengthening me. Help in the form of helping me to have more discernment of the attacks of the devil. Help me to have more wisdom. Help me to have wisdom that comes from you, not of my own. In fact, did you know the word of God says this? If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and is no respecter of persons. You don't have to have been good enough or gave. Ask God, God, I need wisdom. I need for you to help me know what to do, how to act, which way to turn. There are times I don't know where I'm scratching or winding. How about y'all? But I want you to know something. That's not the way God wants us to walk. Because his word says that the steps of the Lord, uh, the righteous are ordered of the Lord. I, I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago and I'll do it again to make a point. Any, anybody here that was ever in the military, could I see your hand? Raise it up. Anyway, shape, form, or fashion. If you was in the military, raise your hand. All right, put it down. I have a lot of witnesses here. How many of you ever heard that D.I. say, You other left, dummy. <laughs> you know, when they called you to attention, you better not do anything else from that moment until you were told to. That's the way we need to be, spiritually speaking. We need to come to attention with the Lord and get our marching orders. He cares about the smallest of things in your life. He cares about the biggest of things in your life. And he will be present to move mightily on your behalf. So watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. And he, he, he reiterates something here. I know your spirit's willing. But your flesh is weak. So the only way to not fulfill the flesh is what? To walk in the spirit. If we had spent a fraction of the time. Trying to develop and grow our spirit man. That we attend to our fleshly man's needs or wants would be some spiritual giants I want to admonish you in your watching and your being on guard being alert being attentive I want to admonish you and challenge you to begin to develop a prayer life now I don't mean you got to get weird and religious and all that that means just get to talking to God
building tents, checking cows, haying, whatever. Well, who's got hay to hay them with right now? I mean, but just whatever you're doing, talk to God. And then shut up for a while and learn to listen. You'll find that out there in your farm truck or in your airplane, he can speak. If you'll give him your attention and will listen, he will begin to speak to you in ways you've possibly not experienced before. I want to encourage you in 2019 for us to be the church, and I don't mean open range or the building, but I mean the body of Christ, the church that represents the King of Kings the way that he needs to be represented. I want us to walk in victory and to walk in the peace of God that surpasses understanding. Though the world may be going to hell around us and though everything that can be shaken will be shaken, I want us to walk in the peace of God knowing he's got my back. He's got my heart. He's got my attention. If you bow your head if you would please for just a moment. See, then as you begin to read tonight the story where Jesus even gave Peter a heads up. He warned him that tonight you're going to fail. And human logic and thinking makes us wonder, why wasn't Peter more careful? Well, the same thing can be said of you and I. Tonight, as you've heard this simple word, and you will embrace the Lord's own words where he says, watch and pray that you do not enter into temptation, that you don't become a partaker of the temptation that comes. If you'll make a commitment and be resolved with the Lord's help to begin to unlike ever before be aware be alert be sensitive to your surroundings and your environment and what's happening in your life and not just think it's coincidence but recognizing that there will be God things and then there will be things that aren't God things and to be resolved to walk in the victory of the Lord and that you'll develop a prayer life and get into God's word where your faith can be strengthened. If that's you, and not because your neighbor does, but if you mean that, because you want to live victoriously. Could I see your hand? I want to pray for you. Yes, yes. In the balcony, anyone? Yes, thank you. Yes. Look up here at me. The Lord has given us everything we need for success. He's given us the wisdom and the counsel, the word, the spirit for victory. But we've got to walk in it. We've got to use it. You know, it's just like I got a toolbox 
for Christmas. Don't know how to use nothing in it. But I got some tools. But if I don't take something out of that toolbox to tighten up the screw, I just got loose screws. What I'm trying to say, folks, is don't run as one beating there. Get some resolve about you that you know what, Lord, if you'll help me. I know I've failed before, but I'm going to get up. I want to get back in the race. I want to run with purpose. I want to run with passion. I want to run in a way that I received the prize and the goal. But only you can run your life. Only you can walk it out. So would you bow your head and I'm going to pray for each of you that raised your hand tonight. And then the Lord's just going to have me to close. Lord, I thank you for your word. Regardless of how simple we think it is, it's powerful. If we'll just watch and pray and be alert and be in tune and not be so consumed with myself and my selfish wants I won't be as vulnerable to temptation God I pray when we're tempted that we'll stand firm that we'll stand pat we'll walk in victory will be the one that hears you say well done good and faithful servant in Jesus precious name amen and amen I'm going to make one and